Keontae, and you're you're listening listening to the Crafted Podcast. Well, it's another day, another episode. Another day, another dollar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Hopefully you guys are out there. Hopefully you guys had a good week. Um, If you're in California, it's been, well, if you're in Southern California, it's been like interesting weather. Like it's hot, but then like four o'clock roll around and the skies get gray and like a little rain come out it's yeah. just very strange i feel like i'm in the south like in georgia or mississippi or missouri somewhere yeah it's like florida weather yeah or tropical weather huh yeah it's is this is crazy. southern weather tropical i mean i don't know if, i don't know if you can say uh, i guess that is tropical because hawaii hawaii is tropical yeah hawaii is tropical and that's how hawaii is hawaii will be hot and then it'll be hot on one side of the island, and then you drive 20 minutes to the other side of the island, and it's raining. And it'll rain for, like, 20 minutes, then it'll stop, and then the sunshine will come back out. It's strange. You know what's wild? I love Hawaii, though. You know what's wild? That we've been to Hawaii twice, and I cannot remember if it's humid or not in Hawaii. Was it humid? It wasn't, like, humid. Like, it's not humid, like, down south humid, but it's, it's just... It's humid here. Yeah, it's like the... It's just the, like, oh, it's rained a little bit, and then it got hot. So it's just like a kind of a, it's not humid, but it's just like a, oh, it's hot, but it's a little wet, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess that's, that's humid. technically the humidity, <laughs> that's, but it's not, but it's not like humidity. This man just described humidity. No, nah, like we've been to Florida oh, and like, hum- like that's, hum- or, that's or humidity. Or we to the Dominican Republic and our, it was literally like moist on the, <laughs> the walls. The walls were sweating. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. It was crazy. Yeah. In Hawaii, it's not really like that. It's just, like I say, it gets, it'll get it warm, but then it might rain with that warm, but it's not like it's not wet mo- and sticky. Yeah, the moisture it doesn't stay in the air. If that's so, the do only you way. consider the California weather we've been having humid? Oh yeah, it's been definitely humid because, like I said, it was. But not like Dominican Republic. Humid. Nah, it ain't on a scale from Dominican Republic to Florida to Hawaii. How humid has it been? It's like right. It's like a little bit past Hawaii. Okay. Because it ain't Florida. Florida was terrible. It was it was ninety degrees and like eighty percent humidity at nine o'clock when we went. Yeah, that was <laughs> so wild. that was wild. Wild, wild child. Okay, so let's get into our let's get deep segment. And this time I get to do the question. My husband gave me the honors. So the question is from the deeper part, because with the let's get deep, there is icebreaker, deep and deeper. And so these are from our questions for couples. So the question is, what's a non-negotiable for you in a relationship? A non-negotiable in a relationship? Yes. Um, I mean, I guess it's everybody. It's just cheating. Like, it's non-negotiable. It's it's non-negotiable. Uh-oh, it sounds like you're about <laughs> to negotiate. <laughs> I feel like cheating is not, like, okay. Cheating shouldn't happen, period. That's, you know, point blank, period. But definitely, like, you know, like, if cheating happens, like, if something was to happen, like, early on, I'm talking about, like, early, early on in a relationship, uh-huh. I don't know, it's possible to work it out. Actually, no, 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 that might be the times to not work it out. This sounds, like, negotiable to me. Damn, okay, yeah, this, <laughs> and then maybe it is, maybe that isn't negotiable. Nah, cheating, cheating is a non-negotiable for me. <laughs> Like we should like, especially at this at the what I was trying to say is like different ages because when you're young, like you know, if you get together young, like cheating gonna happen because your brain ain't even developed fully for some reason. But I feel like once you get to a certain age, like like we in our mid thirties, cheating shouldn't be happening at this point. You're right. You should be old enough to be like, look, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling what's been going on in this relationship. I think I want to seek other people. And then y'all break up, Dang. or y'all do some. I don't know. People, a lot of people's on this polygamy stuff. I, you can see if that works out for you. What the but, heck? Um, yeah, but no, cheating sir. should be a non-negotiable. 
Non-negotiable. So you want to know what my non-negotiable is? Mm-hmm. It's when my non-negotiable is that white crust that be sitting in the corner. Oh my of people's gosh! Mouth. Them old, like the like old the people. Senior citizens. Yeah, that is a non-negotiable for me. Like, look, my husband's. Oh, I thought he was wiping his mouth right now. He biting his nails. Yeah, like that's a non-negotiable. We can't be having the white stuff in the corner of the mouth. You, and and I guess I can say cheating and abuse. Too, but, <laughs> so but white, right. so the white, the white crust in your mouth is in, is in line with cheating and abuse. Yeah, all right. Ew. <laughs> ew, 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 This girl crazy. Yeah, so that's non negotiable for me. Man, you you a funny person. <laughs> you know what, I, man. I, I, I was laughing about I was laughing about something in my brain. This is random. I was la- we we had a talk offline before we started the podcast about a situation, and I felt I just been laughing about it all day. But just like right now, another thing popped into my head that I've been laughing about all day. And what? bruh, this is just so ghetto. And and it shows how far like technology has come. But I don't know if you've been like seeing on the news, like in like places like New York, most mostly on the East Coast, they have like um, delivery robots. So, okay. like, people will order, like, for, I don't know, for example, like, somebody will order Chinese takeout or they'll order, like, pizza or something. Uh-huh. And instead of having a delivery person, they have, like, a delivery robot that, like, rolls down the street to the person's house and, like, delivers it. I need that. I need but, a robot. But, no, but here's the funny part what I've been laughing at. They've been catching on video, like, people, like, stopping the robots and, like, breaking open the robots and, like, taking the food. What? Taking somebody else's food. I'm just like, that's just so ghetto. That is ghetto. But, like, like I said. Ain't the robots. <laughs> you must be. You got to be really hungry to be doing all that i mean on one hand like i said it shows how far technology has come and then on the other hand it shows how uncivilized humanity still is like what why are you robbing a robot that's wild <laughs> anyway i was just i've just been thinking that's about that random? yeah hey we should add a random segment in here because like that. <laughs> that was i mean i was chuckling all day that's watching hilarious. these videos honestly that's funny but what you got on the docket for our um Forever, forever yeah, forever segment. Forever segment. How I'm acting like I forgot the segment name. And I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so our forever segment this time is about it's gonna be like taboo questions, and what that means is just questions that men and women might have different opinions on, or that me and you might have different opinions on. And though my husband was trying to hound me for the questions, I said no, we gotta have the element. No, he wasn't trying to hound me. That's the that's overreaction and um sarcasm but he was trying to get the questions out of me a little bit so he does not know what i'm going to say and not necessarily uh opinions that we may agree and disagree on but just opinions that are just you know out there crazy or or something that you know some people do the minute in the marriage world does so our first question i have quite a few questions and so i'm probably not going to be able to get to all of them but let's start with women proposing to men. And who comes to mind when I say women proposing to men? Oh, definitely uh Jim Jones and Chrissy. Yes. <laughs> That's probably they're probably the most they're probably the most famous couple. I made a post about them not too long ago. Oh, uh, and now they're probably the most famous couple in that regard, which is just ugh, it's just ugly. <laughs> Number one. First off, like explain explain yeah like here's here's the thing about women proposing to men like bottom line if you're a woman and you even have to even you even have to have a thought of that like oh maybe i should should propose to him 
leave that relationship immediately. Like, please abandon ship. That makes abandon like ship. unless he can't uh, talk, and that's why you're proposing. Yeah, like that makes no sense. First off, and if he we, don't have arms to show you a ring. Yeah, like first off, if we want to get biblical, if we want to go into like a biblical sense, you know, the Bible defines you know finding a wife as finding a good thing. So you know, in that terms, like the woman is really supposed to be the prize. Like, you know, no if ands, or buts, she is applies. That's another taboo subject because you got some, like, elitist men that would, like, want to argue that. But We is the prize. Yeah, baby. but in all actuality, like, women are the prize. So if you the prize, why are you getting in your head to just, like, maybe I should drop down on one knee and present this ring from so he can commit to me? Like the reason why the men are supposed the the man is supposed to ask for your hand in marriage is because on the bottom line of it you're the one that's taking on his last name. You know when you get married, you, you, you most people are having kids. You're the one sacrificing your body, sacrificing your help to start this actual family. You know yes. what I mean that he you started. Say so that. we got a male feminist over yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I mean that's just it's kid. just a real. And then like like I said, so you know on the and then on, on the terms of like Jim Jones and Chrissy, like a lot of people really don't know like. Chrissy and Jim Jones's, you know, real background story. I mean, I know a little bit more because I'm just you know, a. She's still not married. To yeah, that man yeah. After proposing to him, but yeah, I know a little bit more about their background because I did. I'm very, very into music, but like the rebranding of Jim Jones and like how we see Jim Jones today because when Jim Jones was a part of Dipset, Jim Jones walks around now and he likes to think like, oh, he was kind of like the driving force behind Dipset when we all wanted to dress like them in, in high school. No, we were trying to dress like Cameron Joel and, and Joel Santana, right? Look, even I know. Yeah, but so Jim Jones kind of had this rebranding in his in his career and really Chrissy was a big force behind that, you know what I mean, for his success. Um, but also she was just a silent woman that was really behind him because she didn't really have to be with the man because he was, you know, off the hinges and kind of crazy but anyway to make a long story short there should have been no way and no reason in her mind for her to think i'm gonna propose i'm gonna propose to jim jones and then when she did it it was like at a, it was a weird how that even happened it was at a nightclub his mom was at the club his mom was mad that she was even doing it because the mom didn't want them to get married or something yeah, strange or whatnot it's but then it's just like jim jones bro you bought you for like jim jones is like 44 right now 44 45 you too old to even have your woman to even be doing that. You but know what then, I mean? And not being, not trying to be committed to her. That's just wild. Did he say yes when she proposed? I don't remember. Nah, he ain't even say yes. He, he I forget. Y'all got to go back on the YouTube to see exactly what he said. But it was more of a gesture like, ha, okay, I see you. Something like that. Something <laughs> wild. Like, the but, man didn't know, even say yes. In, in Jim Jones's defense, so Chrissy, girl have some pride baby have some pride but in jim jones's defense maybe he foreclosed and told her like i am not getting married you know what i mean and so you say oh he shouldn't have had her out there like that but maybe he told her already like and if she chose to make an active decision you know i'm just playing uh, advocate over here but maybe she chose to make an active decision and and be with them anyways and she thought she could change that man's mind but it does not look like that happened. Mm. But then also, too, now to play another advocate, I think the onus, like I said, as that's why I said, like, age comes into play. As old as Jim Jones is, even if they had the discussion, if he told her, like, I don't want to ever get married, but then, like, you know, he sees that she has a zeal, or she says, like, well, I want to get married. And if she's not budging, then he should have took it upon his onus to be like, look, okay, I don't think we should be together anymore because you're going to continue to expect something that I'm not giving you or that I'm not going to give you. 
And I just think for the sake of our relationship, you know, our, you know, we should just kind of break it off. I disagree because, you know, if she wants to continue in the relationship, that's up to her. She's a grown person, so he shouldn't have to make that decision for her. Like, you know, like, woman, you de- you decided to do this. Like, you know, I told you what it was. And I just think that she's, you know, nobody should be making a decision for another person. Hmm. I don't know. So, look, that's why it's taboo, because we, we did We have the same opinion, but then we have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for our next question, it is women having a little side account. Like, you know, just a little like money a little stash? on the, a little money on the side, a little stash. What do mm-hmm. you think about that? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like in the I'm kind of like in the gray area with that because there's why well, I'm in the gray area because I feel there's two scenarios. A there's the scenario of like you got someone where they mamas be like, "Girl, you should always just have you know you should always have a backup because you can't trust these men. You should always have a backup and you know save your little stats just in case they start acting funny or do something. At least you got your own money to do something, right? Period. Which you know, which I mean, period. Well, I got, I got, I'm still okay, in my one ahead. fold. Go ahead. You know, which with that, it's just like first of all, why are you with some? Why are you with a man if you don't even if you can't even trust them past that? That's number one. But then the second fold. That question is I feel like sometimes women might set themselves aside like a little account not to the degree that like a man might just up and like cheat on them or like get a new woman and leave them or something like that but for the simple fact like I don't know you might be with a man that might have like a financial problem like where he spends a lot or he spends more than what he needs to or like sometimes sometimes women have you know are with men that like have gambling addictions and stuff like that and they'll be going at the casino and spending the whole mortgage you know what I mean for the month That's on wild. oh you know what I mean and so in that case you know There's having a little deal breaker I just thought of yeah having in that case having a little side account I mean that's you know you been a you really been a helpmate <laughs> you know what I mean you looking out no. for you looking out for the family you know what I mean just be like I set this aside you know what I mean just so I can take care of me and the kids and for because of what you know he did. Um, so okay. I mean those are my those are my two scenarios and that's kind of why I have a gray area for it because. I think most, for the most part, I think a lot of people kind of look at that as like, oh, well, that's, it's just, that's just, you know, it shows no trust in a relationship and it's like, it's given sneaky and so on and so forth. But like I said, that in, in my second scenario, I don't really think that it's sneaky or whatnot. But then also on the flip side, in the first scenario, I'm just like, why are you in a relationship if you can't, tr- if you can't trust a man, you just got to have a, you got to have a safety net. Okay, so my opinion is actually completely different. As a woman, I am like, absolutely, have a side account. Number one, men are the ones out there. First of all, women are likely to be killed by, not by just anybody, but by their husband, number one. Number two, women are likely to be abused, not by just anybody, but by their husband, And I think men have all this control and power just by the sheer strength of them and by the way that our society is set up. And so I think the fact that women even have to talk about a side account is just indicative of the kind of society we live in. And so I believe that that um, especially if you don't have family who you could fall back on or a support system that you could fall back on, you absolutely should have a side account. And it don't even have to be a secret. You know what I mean? And men should have a side account as well. 
both of you guys should have your own little stash of money. It doesn't have to be a secret. You know what I mean? I think when you're trying to be secretive is when it's a problem. But I think that everybody should have some type of money just in case. You know what I mean? For an emergency. Like if you have to take your kids in the middle of the night. And then you say, well, why are you married to someone who you don't trust like that? I don't think anybody gets in a relationship thinking that they're going to have to access some money that is that is stowed away or they're going to have to run in the middle of the night. And I just know far too many women who have been stuck in a predicament, you know, because maybe they're stay at home moms or whatever, or they're married to like a narcissistic sociopathic man who locks all the accounts and, and freezes all the money and freezes her out. Or he won't give her any, you know what I mean? He won't give her any money. He takes her phone and stuff like that. And so I think that in that case, just to be safe, that women should have some money on the side. And I know that that's very dramatic. And you know, you might be like, what the heck? But no, seriously, like, is it, it's better to be safe than sorry. And my dad always said, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Okay. And so that's just my opinion, but it's okay if we have two separate opinions, but I would like for people to let us know which side do you steer on? And me saying all that, does that change your mind? Well, no, I mean, like I said, that, that goes into, I mean, it goes into my first scenario, but then, like I said, I go back to the beginning question, because oftentimes, like, if a, if a dude gonna be acting crazy, like, nine times out of ten, there was red flags, you know what I mean, or there were signs, and I think, like, for some people, I mean, there's some people that are just flat out crazy, but most of the time, there's signs and there's red flags, that's what I'm saying, like, and if it gets to that point, like, just start to make your way out of the relationship. With the now, what? Huh? With the what? How you make your way out of the relationship? With what money? If you don't have a side account. Wait, I'm saying, like, just, if y'all married, just get a divorce. Just go for a divorce. But, oh, so, but did you know when women leave, it's the most likely time when men are... Yeah, yeah, I, that's because I just told so you that. Did, no, no, I, you you told me that, but I already knew that. Oh, okay. Actually, so, I mean, I'm a woman. Okay. So, I, you know, I kind of know the statistics. <laughs> but, you know, realistically, though, w- what money? Have you ever seen those people that are, like, standing, you know, trying to get money, trying to get away from their husband? Some of them be lying but some of them be truthful, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's women who have to make uh, GoFundMe accounts or, you know, and people don't get married thinking that they're married to freaking the craziest man. There was that one man that, that was like in San Bernardino and he went up on his wife's job. He's the reason why all the schools locked up now. Cause he went on his wife's job and freaking shot his wife while she was at work. You know, and I don't know. I just think that because of the vulnerable position women are put in, that it is imperative mm-hmm. if you don't have a support system to have a side account. I have a support system. I have my mom and dad. If yeah. things ever went south, listen. But like I said, again, too, that's why I'm saying like my first scenario was like just a sneaky side account because your scenario, you was like, well, they can be, you know, they can be accounts that we know about. Like, for example, the way we set our finance. Ho- hold on. The scenario didn't have side account. Huh? I mean, the the scenario wasn't sneaky. It was just a side account. No, no, no. I said my my scenario uh-huh. was a my first scenario was like about the sneaky account okay. about like when the mom tell you like, girl, you need to make sure you have an account. But I'm saying yours. You were just saying like, you know, it, the accounts can even be known. Which I was saying like how our finances are set up. You know, we have a budget or whatnot, but also we don't have a joint bank account. Like I have my own bank account. You have your own bank account or whatnot. But even though we have all the passwords to each other's account, but we also have a budget where we iron out. Okay, we're gonna 
we're going to put our money together. This is going to be for all of our bills and so such and so forth. And then the rest of the money is going to be like our fund money that we split. So like, you know, you get this amount of fund money and I get this amount of fund money. And then that'd be the money like you keep in your account and you know, do what you please. But my, like I said, that's what I'm saying. Like that's for your scenario. Then I can see that. But I was just more so referring to like my first scenario where it's just like, I'm going to just be sneaky and let me have an account. I mean, men are unpredictable. Some men, some men, but like I said, I think that, I mean, I think that for the most part, like you could, like you could see red flags when a dude just, when a dude is just kind of off the hinges or off his rocker. You know what I mean? And you know, if you don't have any money, I mean, I don't know. I've never been in a situation. The only thing I could just say is just like, just try to get away somehow, some way safely to where you could get a legal divorce going on to where you can get what's yours. Yeah. Also, I was going to say that even our accounts don't really count as the side account, even though we have two separate accounts. A side account would be an account that the other person doesn't have access to necessarily, you know? And so that's what I'm talking about. Because, listen, if something was to happen as crazy as I am, I'd empty out that account and your account and have the passwords changed by the next day. (laughs) Like, you know? And so that's why I think, you know, people are really calculated and crazy. And that's crazy because I, I wouldn't think, do that. I think also, you know, men are not likely to be victimized. So I think it's hard for you to like really like see because you say, oh, there's, you know, there's the red flags and the warnings. But, you know, sometimes the warnings aren't that bright. You know what I mean? And a lot of, <laughs> n- no, seriously, sometimes the warnings aren't like, you know, in flashing red lights and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of the characteristics of a man in general and that make a man, you know what I mean? Like his natural characteristics, I feel like, you know, they teeter, if they teeter too far, then they teeter into craziness. But it might be hard to see because you might think like, oh, this is just a man. He's being, you know, he's acting jealous right now. But when does jealous turn into, you know, crazy jealous? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. another topic for another time, really. Mm. But, um... You know, I just think that sometimes it's it's easy for us to say, oh, the, there's red flags and stuff. And, you know, there might be, but I don't want to, like, discredit anybody's um, experience to where, like, maybe it really did sneak up on you or maybe somebody just flipped a switch or whatever. And so I just don't want to discredit anybody's who's been victimized their experience, basically. Yeah. Really, really, the base of my experience has come from a diary of mad black woman. Like, <laughs> you know, like, You're he was, worse. like, leading up to that, leading up to him going crazy and her throwing him in the tub or whatnot. Like, he had started coming home late. He didn't, he was isolating her where she couldn't see her family and her friends. But, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you could kind of read the signs, and he was slowly doing that until he brought yeah, that woman. Yeah, until he brought right. that woman home and was like, "Go ahead and get out." You know, so. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Shout out to Tyler Perry. You're funny. Okay, so next question. How many more questions do you actually? Do? Um, let's do like two more. Two more? Yeah. Oh, there's so many good ones. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we can do a part okay. two down the line. Maybe. Okay. Okay. So how about changing the last name? Like, 
can a man take a woman's last name? Can they both hyphenate e- and take each other's last name? Like, what's the deal with that? What you think? Me, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Just like I said, like, like I said earlier about like it being biblical because like the why it's that's why the man's supposed to get down on one knee and ask for the woman's hand in marriage because she's changing her life more so. She's taking his last name. She's coming under his, you know, his protection and you know him being the head of the household. She's the one that's getting pregnant to start their family, risking her body and so on and so forth. Um, and I just think that's just the way it's always been. Like you, you just always take the name of your partner. I, I, you, the man taking the woman's last name. That's just wild to me. Like you taking another <laughs> man. That's another man's name. That's, you know what that's I mean? her dad's name. Yeah, it's her dad. It ain't yo. It ain't his dad. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a little wild to me. Now, y'all hyphenating each other's name. I mean, I'm not with it, but I mean, it's not as that. That's not as bad as it seems. But it just seems like you're just. I don't know. To me, it just gives off like one foot in, one foot out type of thing. Like, girl, if we get married, like we get married, it's me and you. You are Mrs. Keontae McDonald. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, that's what I they like. Play. That's what they, that's that's kidding. usually what they say after the wedding. They'll be like, you know, now introducing Mister and Mrs. The man's name, the man's first name and last name. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. But what what's what's your take on that? Um, personally, I'm I'm more of the traditional route too. I think that it's okay for a woman to hyphenate her name if that's what she wants to do, especially if you're like. Or keep your original last name. I honestly am okay with that, too. Especially if you're, like, famous, like, Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian, you know? Mm. And so I'm totally cool with people keeping their original last name or hyphenating your last name to, you know, if you just really like your last name or maybe you just love your dad so much and you're such a daddy's girl that you want to keep your dad's last name, too, you know? But, but like, really... Overall, I'm kind of a traditionalist with it. Like, I think that women should take a man's last name, unless you think, you know, you ain't going to be the Yeah. I was saying, unless you think he's crazy, it's yeah. It's easier to get divorced. Unless you're crazy. No, I, no, I said, that. no, I said, unless you think he crazy. No, well, then you actually get a man. But, <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because, like I said, I understand that. Like, if you, if he kind of, like, shifty, but, like I said, I don't you really shouldn't be getting married anyway. But, you know, then, like, I always wonder, like, the the people, like, the women who take a person's last name, then they get married to this guy, and then they just do them wrong within, like, year five, and now they get a divorce, and she didn't already change her name, they got a whole new social security card with her new name on it, like... That just kind of shifts your life. And, like, you want to try to, you like, you know, now that you divorced, you want to try to get away from this person. But, you know, you got your whole name and accounts now in that name. And it's like a reminder every day. So, I don't know. It's interesting. but Or, or if he has a stupid last name. Like... <sighs> Like poop or something. Like what? Like poop. Oh my god! Then nah, you don't have to be, it's you don't a, have to be poop. Like right now, there's a <laughs> no. Right now, there's a there's a player <laughs> because because you said Leslie has a because you said Leslie has a stupid last name. Right now, there's a football player in college. His name is General Booty. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, so yeah, like that's like that. And his his first name is, name is General, and his last name is Booty. Also, well, now his that's na- so embarrassing. I would why they did that. I don't know, but I'll say also there's another guy in there, but his last name isn't crazy, but his first name is Dakotas. Dakotas, Dakotas, but his name is Dakotas Crawford. 
but his middle name is to ever do it. The code is to ever do it, Crawford. Man, name's <laughs> That's so an LSU. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, LSU. That's wild. That's absolutely wild. Mm. Yeah, so if he has a stupid last name, then let's just keep your last name. General and Booty. So, yeah. All right. Oh, I'm supposed to do one more, right? Yeah, yeah, one more. Okay, so I don't know. There's so many good ones. Yeah, I just, think of a good yeah, one. Yeah, just pick one and we'll do a part two. If okay. if you guys like this, if you guys like these okay, questions, I have one. How about a stay-at-home dad husband? Now with, <laughs> with this one, I mean, like I said, again, I'm a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist, but I'm kind of halfway with this. Like, um, for example, like right now, we're living in the we're living in times. You know, I'll just start off. Back in the day, like especially in the '60s and '70s, men were like the complete breadwinners of the family. They were the ones who had the education. They were the ones who went and got the big jobs, and they had a type of job where they could support the whole family just off their salary alone. And the women, the wives, usually became the homemakers and the stay-at-home moms. You know, just taking care yeah, of the kids yeah, and doing yeah. the cleaning and stuff. Fast forward in 2023, our society is completely shifted now. Yeah, I mean, we have a one. We have the first woman vice president right now, and that's a. You know, I mean, this is an office, a seat in office that we probably never really thought a woman would be in. You know, next is going to be president. You know, we have a woman president, but uh, society has changed so much now that when we look at who are the most educated in America, actually, statistics came out: the most educated demographic in America right now are black women. Holla. Um, and so, you know, in that regard, and also, my PhD. yeah, and then also, you know, with women being more educated, you're having women fill positions and roles that weren't typical 40 years ago. You know what I mean? For example, you can count on my husband for a history lesson. Y'all gonna get some learning up in this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, you know, I come with the facts. You know what I mean? So like, you have like more women CEOs now. Like, and I'm talking about like not just like no CEO. Like, oh, I, you know, I own a company that sells Beanie Babies. Like, there are women that are CEOs and presidents of Fortune 500 companies. Like, you have George Lucas, who was, you know, one of my favorite directors of all time at one point in time. Well, he's still in my he's still in my top my top 10 because um, I love Star Wars. But George Lucas's wife, George Lucas's wife is now technically became the first female owner of, a, of, a, of an NFL team. She's part of the of the ownership group that bought the Broncos. Or whatnot. You know what I mean? So even now you have women holding titles and positions in sports. Look at Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, right now she coaches my favorite WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces. But before she got that job for about eight years, she sat behind Greg Popovich as an assistant coach in the NBA. He was the name. This is name soup. Yeah, he was the first, you know, he was the first (laughs) coach to have a woman um in a position as an assistant head assistant head coach on his staff in the NBA. So, you know, I mean, you got women just doing a lot now. So when they're doing a lot, they're now making more. They're either making more money or they're making money that really rival men. And so in that regard, like, for example, right now, um, I've, I've said this really before. The story, ain't you? Yeah, but I said this before. My wife is like really. There's only there's there's three smartest people I've ever met in my life. One of my friends is named Fitzgerald. He's the smartest person I've ever met. There's this other girl yeah, we went to school. Yeah, there's this other girl we went to school with named Bina, super smart as well. And then there's you. You y'all three are the 
three smartest people I've ever come across. And because of that, my wife is, you know, she's a mass, you know, she went to school. I put her through school and got her. (laughs) And she got her bachelor's. Yeah, I mean, then she went and got her master's. Now she's a, you know, now Uh, she's. Fannie Mae, what's them student loans? Sally, this is Sally Mae. Sally Mae, she Um, got me. And but you he, know, and he did too, though. yeah. But now you know, now she's a school psychologist, and you know, while I'm a graphic designer and I'm making okay money, that school psychologist money is different. You know what I mean? While I'm not a stay-at-home uh, husband, like I still go to work, but man, like you know, like low key, if this was the '60s, I would have to take a back seat and be like, she got it. She. She's a school psychologist, you know what I mean? So I got to do what I got to do. But I don't think that if men are stay-at-home husbands, like I said, since I'm still a traditionalist, I think that you should at least be trying to do something and not yeah. just not just fully putting the weight on your wife to just take care of everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, if she's making if she's making a bunch of money and it's like it doesn't make sense like, well, if I just go to work, pretty much my paycheck is just going to be paying for the daycare. Then I understand that, you, you know what I mean? Home. Yeah, then yeah, find a job where you can work from home or at least a create business. yeah, create some type of side business like, you know what? Okay, you make that. I'm very good at, I don't know, crafting candles. I'm going to make me a little candle business and sell it on Etsy or something I'm like that. Really I, but it don't have to be that, but Ooh, you know you what I mean? Stay at home. Yeah, you make your candles. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's not a little. That's not a little. I don't know why me. that that just came up because you ordered those candles that's that we got downstairs. But you know what I mean. Like I don't. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean. Even though I'm a traditionalist, I don't really see anything wrong with it. I just think that a man needs to be actually doing something too. You need to be doing something to while I know raising the kids and you know picking up from school and daycare, having dinner made, and if you're doing all that stuff, I mean that's that's a job too. Because I don't want to knock. I don't want to knock stay at home moms. Because right. stay at home moms that are doing. That's a full-time job. Having to get kids ready, having to have dinner ready, p- dropping them off at school, picking them up at school, That's picking them up work. from school. It's another job, you know what I mean? But I think as a man, you got you got to do a little something. You got to do a little side hustle or something. Yeah. But w- what do you feel about it? I am in agreement. We agree on one. <laughs> okay. So, I'm for sure in agreement with you. I think that men should absolutely have some type of side hustle. Not making candles though. That's a little that's a little sweet for me. If he a good candle maker, that's, that's some sweet tea from oh Georgia, okay, with a little little twist of lemonade. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, okay, if he's a good candle maker, I guess. Yeah, that's just that's damn. It's somebody. It's a man out there making candles right now. Like, dang, I can't do nothing. But honestly, <laughs> I think I think um, every once your kids go to school, I think everybody should have a side hustle or a little something. It doesn't even have to be like to make a whole lot of money, but just something to keep you occupied, something to do. And so I think men as well as women should have, you know, like a little something, just a little mm-hmm. something. If you write in cookbooks because you like to cook or if you have a TikTok channel or something, you know. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. OK, that's good. Totally. But yeah, um, I think so, you know, with this segment, um, we're going to do a part two because we have a bunch of other questions um, that we didn't get to. But if you guys are listening to this and maybe there's a taboo question that you thought of or that you want us to hear us talk about. Um, leave that in the comments or let us know on social media like, oh, you guys should talk about this or what do you think about this? I mean, we'll get to it. Yeah, I like that idea because that that was some juicy discussions. We had some disagreements. We had some agreements and I like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes a marriage beautiful. So let's go into our next segment, which is our Roots and Bloom segment. 
in our parenting segment, as I always tell you. So this time we are going to talk about the father-daughter relationship and the mother-son relationship. Mm -hmm. So do you know, husband, why father-daughter relationships matter? Just give me like one one something. I say your daughter and become a stripper. I'm rolling. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's really, I, I, that's just, that's really a joke. If you're a stripper, I make your money, you doing what you gotta do. Um, but no, it's really, um, I think that it's the, it's, it's to help build a relationship of the man that she should be looking for, you know? Yeah. And it builds self-esteem. It builds uh, self-esteem in a woman. Or that's it builds good. self-esteem in a little girl to become a woman. Good, 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 good husband. So there's five reasons why it matters. So fathers positively impact their daughter's academic performance. Okay. Listen, you need that school. You need that school. You need your learning. You need them to gain the confidence in learning. You need them to open doors for their future success, all that good stuff. And so dads who actively support their daughters, basically, um, encourage and foster that learning, that, that love of learning, because they just feel supported overall. So that's the first one. The second one is dads influence their daughter's expectations in romantic relationships, hmm, which okay. is kind of like, it's kind of like what you said, right? Yeah. So basically a dad is a role model for what their daughters expect. The, you are the role model of how she's going to be loved and respected and, who she's going to be ending up with. Cause a lot of women end up with somebody who is similar to their father in some aspects. And so another important thing is how you treat their mother. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so if you treat their mother a certain way, then she'll be like, Oh, then that's how a man's supposed to treat me. So anyways, the next one is they significantly contribute to their daughter's confidence and self esteem. So, Basically, dads provide that secure foundation for daughters, and it helps them to become resilient. It helps them to have self-confidence, and they learn really how to overcome life's challenges. And it's really just the support of the dad that matters, you know? It helps her to become assertive, because if she could stand up to her dad, then she could stand up to any man, you know? And if she can't stand up to her dad, then she's going to be scared to stand up to men. And she's not going to have a voice when it matters, you know, to other men. She won't be able to say like, you know, like, oh, you took me on this date. Now I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go home with you. But instead, because, you know, she was taught not to be assertive. She was taught to be, you know, like, uh, like almost submissive to her father. Then she's going to be super, you know low-key and super oh i don't i don't know if i'm should do this or i don't know if i can say that and so that's really an important one and so you know it and plus with the self-esteem the self-discipline they're more ambitious and just more successful overall okay think about that yeah it's good stuff like i said i mean bottom line like i said it come boils down to you don't want to have your daughter out there on the blade you know what i mean out there out there on fig in the wig um, really? You know what I mean? Or, or out there on hope uh, for for my IE people on down hope. there, on, <laughs> down there on hope. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so there's two more. But yeah, so that, that's good. The that next makes sense. one is dads play a role in promoting a positive body image with their daughters. So it, that sounds like the last one, but it's not. So 
basically girls will have a good self-acceptance of themselves they'll have good body image um girls who have positive relationships with their dad are less likely to have anxiety less likely to have depression less likely to develop eating disorders and body dysmorphia and so basically it's like the fact that their dad loved them no matter what and no matter where they went in appearance and how they look, whether they got crust on their face or whether their stomach is hanging over their pants, like that really matters to daughters. The fact that she could basically her dad views her as valuable. And so she will in turn view herself as valuable. And, you know, it helps her not develop like eating disorders and stuff like that, which mm. is pretty wild, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that part, honestly. And the last one is they help their daughter to embrace challenges and take risks. So like with the support of their dad, then, um, then women have more confidence. And so there's a statistic that says that, um, girls self-confidence plummets to 30% between the ages of eight to 14 and dads, believe it or not, are better at spotting the confidence drop. And so Mm. it enables dads to really engage more with their daughters and help them to believe in themselves. And so it really, if you, especially if you empower them in their early years, then they get like a good foundation. And so people might think like, oh, I don't need to empower my daughter. She's still little. She doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. But this, this really sets the stage for when they're in their teenage years. You don't want to start in their teenage years empowering them because it's really too late. So at age three, at age four, at age five, at age six, you know, that's when you really truly want to empower your daughter. So, yeah. Okay, that's good stuff. So but, now what was it saying about the, so, oh, go ahead, you have more? Yeah, I do have more actually. So there's a couple things you could do to strengthen the relationship. Do you know any? Oh, like go on daddy daughter dates, be active with them, like do stuff with them, actually talk to them, read to them. Okay. That's the is that, is that, is that, a, is that a, am I hitting the nail on the head? You are kind of. So, I mean, that that's some practical things you could do. That's really good, actually. So, some other things you could do is shower your daughters with love and affection, reaffirming your unconditional love, show love and respect towards their mother. <laughs> Benefits for me. <laughs> no, you already do that. So, that's just great. Um, being actively involved and interested in her life. So like really supporting her passions and activities. Like, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? Oh, that sounds great. Encouraging her to take chances and risks. Um, Making time to connect through shared experiences and quality time. And especially since Autumn's um, love language is quality time. So that's really especially important for her. And Josie, she's just a P-pop developing. So, (laughs) you know, but... Whatever her love language is, you're, you're really good at connecting to her specifically. And then also validating her emotions, her thoughts, her achievements. Mm-hmm. And it really just fosters um, a sense of understanding and support for her. And so just the fact that you could say like, hey, have you had a hard time? You know, just, just opening that dialogue for them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's really it for fathers and daughters. Okay, so now what are they saying about mothers and sons? So, mothers and sons. They. I said, what are they saying? (laughs) What's the internet saying? (laughs) And so, what do you think mothers provide for their sons? A mother-son relationship. Um, I think it's kind of opposite of the father and daughters. Like, you're... I think... 
mother and mother and son like you're teaching the son when he becomes a man how to take care of a woman like how to i don't know how to be around women how to help you know and i don't know i i, I don't really <laughs> know that it caught me off guard that was perfect honestly so you're actually right it it's a lot more emotional when what mothers provide for sons so. okay yeah i mean yeah that, and that's what i was trying to say come up in my brain <laughs> Cause like yeah, yeah like you don't want no yeah you don't want like no hard rock of a son like you want a son yeah. that's a nurturer that can be compassionate and show empathy because a lot of men don't do that a lot of men out here they just act like they act like Wolverines. yeah like they don't need it like they act like they don't need a woman unless they want a woman you know what I mean like yeah so absolutely so emotional nurturing moms provide emotional support and nurturing and it really helps boys develop a strong emotional intelligence empathy so they could you know empathize with with people in general not just with women um positive role models so moms are really the first female role model for their sons and the way a woman carries herself will influence how um your son views women and so, and how they not only view women, but view relationships with women mm-hmm. and then, um, academic support. So kind of the same as, um, sons, I mean, as, as daughters and fathers, but women also play a vital role in their son's education and it encourages, you know, them to pursue academics and foster a love for learning and it boosts their confidence in school overall. And then self-esteem and confidence. So... It's self-explanatory. It's kind of the same thing. It gives sons like the emotional strength to face challenges. And so I was sitting down with my son and we were doing homework and he had done his fluency reading and he read about, about 50 to 60 words per minute. And so that was really good. And then he had to read his high frequency words and there was six high frequency words he had to read and he missed one he missed the word does he said dots or something like that Mm -hmm. and he got so upset he was like he looked at me and he said mom i'm upset and then he just started crying and so i had to tell him i had to explain to him like listen you already did this correctly you did this correctly and i had to explain to him you're still learning and so you don't know that word yet so the power of yet is really important but anyways i got to teach him that emotional skill today and so, you know, it, it basically I'm influencing his self-esteem, his self-confidence. And now the next time he faces a challenge on a, a academic challenge like that, hopefully he'll rely on those skills I taught him. Then finally, communication skills. And we all know that women and men's communication is just different in general, but we can help women talk a lot more. And so through all that talking, then we kind of pass some of that on to our son and they're, they're learning how to communicate with women, but just learning how to communicate in general in more of a compassionate, loving, empathetic way, you know, instead of being so hardcore like men are. And so... There are five practical ways for moms to like strengthen their relationship, and it's the kind of the same as the the ways that um, men strengthen the relationship with their daughters, and it's just spending dedicated quality time together, encouraging honest conversations, showing a genuine I don't know why I was gonna say general, but showing a genuine interest in the things that he talks about. So listen, I gotta sit there and talk about Minecraft and <laughs> and Legos. That and boy put loves some together. Minecraft. Yeah, he loves Minecraft, 
and all that good stuff. We haven't let him have the Roblox yet. That's too crazy for me. And then um, allow him to make decisions. So we really want to foster the independence of a boy. And I feel like a lot of moms baby their sons. And maybe moms baby their kids in general. But you want your son to be independent. So just like Autumn does chores, August does chores. Just like Autumn sometimes helps me cook. August likes to cook more, actually. And so you really want your son to be able to do things independently. And lastly, we want to express affection and show love through our words and gestures and hugging him and kissing him and, you know, all the good stuff. And so, you know, I want to end with, um, did you know that one of the indicators for serial killers is... Dang, that took a turn. I know. So I want to talk about <laughs> that. But one of the indicators for serial killers are is a bad relationship with their mom. And it's usually like abusive physically emotionally even sexually and so i believe it because so the worst kind of man to get with is a man with mommy issues mm. absolutely it is yeah i believe it because you know when we watched that uh what's that show mind hunter with the fbi guy that was profiling all the serial killers all of the serial killers he uh, had an interview with they all had mom issues like extreme mom yeah issues, like and then you got eminem Eminem, the rapping serial killer, he had <laughs> he had he had issues with his mom. Still one of the greatest lyricists of all time, but yeah, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, he but yeah, but he had you know issues with his mom. Even the regular guys, the like rapists and and um, well, that's not a regular guy. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm t- I meant like regular criminals. Yeah, like, okay. You know, a, a serial killer is probably like really high on oh, the like there's rating. there's tears for criminals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So you got the serial the serial killers are cream of the crap. And then right below that you got the rapists and Yeah, like this lady. But you know, like a lot of times men they have like a hate and a disgust for women. Even like the the serial cheaters mm. and you know, men like that, they have like a hate for women. Yeah. And you know, maybe because they didn't grow up with their dad in the house and all they had to blame was their mama. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's just it's, men. Y'all is twisted. I'm sorry. My husband not twisted, but yeah. some of y'all men is just out there. Well, I mean, well, speaking on that, speaking on how men are twisted actually brings me, you know, that's a perfect segue into the lifestyle section. Um, the lifestyle slash, you know, social and cultural events. It's a lifestyle. You can't even say it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because this, this, I don't know, this story is just kind of crazy. Now, um, did you ever used to watch that 70 show when you were young? Never. So you like you've never watched it at all. Like, do you, do you know any of the people like and any of the movie stars involved in like that seventy show? I don't know that man. Oh my gosh! I don't okay, know that man. I don't know so, anybody on the show. I don't know any of the characters. Nothing. I can't tell you zero. About okay, it. so for example, one of the people that really got their start from that seventy show is like Ashton Kutcher, which we know him from Punk and like other movies like Cheaper by the Dozen. He was, was in he Cheaper a by kid the Dozen. Um, No, he was already an adult. Well, that's how we show they're all in high school. All the characters are, you know, in high school and like going to college. Wow, I thought it was about old people. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I mean, I had some old people in there, like Red, who was the dad, who was actually my favorite character. Um, But yeah, you know, Asha Kutcher got to start there. Mila Kunis, Wilder Valderrama, the guy who was doing like the Yo Mama uh, show back in the day. Um, Yeah, they all kind of got their start there. Um, And then there was one character named Steve on the show. Um, whose real name is Danny Mad- Masterson. Now, the story I'm ta- telling about to tell now is that 
Just recently, Danny Masterson was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison um, for being charged for two rapes, um, raping two women. And like I said, that just that kind of it just flows good. I mean, it flows crazy um, because like it just really details like how crazy men are and what they be doing. Um, But really, the bulk of this, the bulk of this, wow, that was a terrible crime. And I just it's crazy that he did that. And it's also crazy that to me, I I find it crazy, like that he actually got that time because we watch so often. Like there are so many men in Hollywood, especially um, who are just abusers and like who's just been abusing people over the years and like they can just kind of get a slap on the wrist. Man, I feel like as of like the past like five years or so, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, you know what I mean? Yeah, like all the weirdos. Yeah, like, you know, people are really like they're really starting to take down people. So there's really kind of a changing of the guard. Um, but while he got his sentence in, even though that's a big story, one of the bigger stories that come out of this is that, of course, being on that show um friendships were born and he gained a friendship with ashton kutcher and mila kunis who was on the show and ashton kutcher ashton kutcher and mila kunis are now husband and wife in real life today and so now what happened was there's this lady that's on social media somehow she's like she's getting information about court cases that she low-key shouldn't have but it's interesting when she puts it out there and so she discovered that um, before he got sentenced, that there were people that wrote like character witnesses to the judge to for you know asking for the judge to be like lenient and like you know oh don't give him that much time. And two of the people that she found the letters from was from Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Damn. You know what I mean? And they wrote they wrote letters pretty much as asking like you know he shouldn't have this you know he please don't give him this much time because of A Y and Z. You know what I mean? Like in one of the letters they literally said that he's an outstanding role model um and then they said you know he's just an, he was like an exceptional older brother figure with a very caring nature you know what i mean so an exceptional older brother figure. bruh so like so they they got these letters like i said now and i don't think they really they didn't expect like these letters that come out or uh, whatnot and so the lady she put them she divulged that information put that information out there and then once everybody the public got one of it they was like what and so now, like Ashley Kutcher and Mina Coolers were like in a rush, like, "Oh, we need to put out a, we need to put out a video." And I actually, said it wasn't me. Yeah, we need to put out a video, and after forgiveness, bruh, this apology video that they put out. While I mean, I understand why they had to do it, but. It was like the not, not not so much on Ashton Kutcher's part, but Mila Kunis. You could definitely tell she was just reading a script or whatnot. And basically, they said that you know when he was going through the you know the the, the trial, the that Danny's family reached out to them, you know, to ask if they can write character witness statements. You know, just speaking to his character since you know they had worked with him and and known him for twenty five years at this point. Um, you know what I mean? So they made this apology video and just saying like, you know, that's why we wrote the letters. We thought that letter was just going to be, you know, just only for the eyes of the judge. But I'm just like, (laughs) first and foremost, like, bruh, I don't even care if it was for the eyes of the judge. Y'all know that this man, y'all know that he's on trial for raping two women, taking advantage and abusing and raping two women. Was, was he, did he do this like back then? Um, I mean, it wasn't like, was it recent? Um, it was like, I think, I think, uh, the, 
I think the one because one of the ladies is she's remaining anonymous, so she's a Jane Doe, and the other lady she you know she's out in the public. I think the other lady that she detailed like it was you know something that happened like you know maybe like six seven years ago, and the Jane Doe lady I'm not sure exactly how long what her incident was, but then again like it kind of goes back like to the point of like where like. Come on, you like you know red flags, and what's even crazier is now that they try to put out this apology video, like it got them even more backlash. And you know we live in, <laughs> yeah, we know you know we live in cancel culture, so people started like bring they like they try to find like anything old that they said or whatever, right? Like for example, and this is where it was one of the signs where I was just like, mm, that's kind of strange. So they've been digging up like a bunch of Ashton Kutcher old footage, right? And he did an interview because he's he's older than Mila Kunis, and so when Mila Kunis was on the show um they played the, they put a, they played a love interest on the show but mila kunis was only 14 when she first got that role in the show and ashton kutcher was already older than her right but they had a scene where they had to kiss and so like in one of the interviews like ashton kutcher saying like oh you know danny like you know he was trying to bribe me to you know give me 20 dollars if i was you know if i french kissed her and blah 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 mm-hmm. or whatnot people are also like they brought up another video of him talking about like um mary kate and ashley um and i forget else who else he was talking about we talking about the olsen twins and there he was saying like you know these are the girls that everybody can't wait till they turn 18 like just real like what? yeah like just real, real creeper yeah real creeper mode type stuff okay wait till they turn 18 i hate when people say something like <laughs> yeah and so, so yeah so anyway i mean like i said so now like i said that's their backlash like people are really going to like you know really dig old stuff up but it's just Dang. like it's just like trash to me like bro like if he don't drop her raping two women like and here and here's another lesson of just like you just gotta really learn how to say no and just be okay with your no like no is a complete sentence like i understand that's your friend and 100 grand and you've known him for 25 years but bruh if somebody came to me and told me one of my best friends is like hey uh yo you know your homeboy he didn't cut this lady head off and then rape date people like we ain't like i'm sorry we we ain't homeboys anymore you know what i mean once you didn't did all that yeah, you know what I mean? Wild. There's a like, and there's a difference between like. Yeah, you excited? That boy's getting high. Well, because like I just I just found this to be just funny to me. There's a difference if you know a person like let's say they got into a car accident, and accidentally killed somebody, then yeah, then you know you even like oh this was an accident, then you'd be like hey he's a good guy, he's always mentored people. This was just you know this is just a random accident. Then you send him for him, but the man is on trial for raping and abusing two women. Yeah. Soon as I would have heard that, I would have told the family, like, look, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Like, you know what I mean? We just going to have to leave it up to the justice system and see what evidence they have. Because I don't know. And I don't want to put my full support behind somebody who's terrible like that. Terrible, you know what I mean? Terrible. terrible yeah, because, you horrendous. know, you know, and so, like, a lot of people kind of divide it because people are like, oh, on one side, which is the side number one, they're like, bro, that's trash. Like, they're trash. They shouldn't have even spoke up for him. Then you have other people on one side, like, well, that's their friend. And, you know, they've known him for all their lives. And he's never shown that bad side to them. So that's all they know. But there was one person, <laughs> there was one celebrity who spoke out, um, who said something, like, very profound that I was like, 
That's what everybody should have said or whatnot. But it's Chris. They don't believe he really did it. Nah. <laughs> well, the uh, the justice system obviously did. Well, he's guilty. Um, but so Christina Ritchie. Do you know who Christina Ritchie is? Because you don't really know any celebrities. Christina Ritchie. Let me guess. Is that Lionel Ritchie's? Daughter? Oh my gosh. There's no. First off, the the last names ain't even spelled the same. But there's no. no. Rel- there's no relation. Hey, Christina. That was pretty close. Christina. I'm not good with celebrities, y'all. Yeah, you know. terrible with celebrities. Christina Ritchie is the original Wednesday. So when we when we originally watched like the Adam, the Adams family that we grew up on, Christina Ritchie is the one who plays Wednesday. Okay. She's also in uh, in um, Beetlejuice. Okay. Oh what now? But anyway, I don't know who that is, but that's okay. You never seen the Beetlejuice no, movie? No, I know the show. I'm talking about. I don't know Christina Ritchie. Wednesday? You don't know the original Wednesday? Matter of fact, matter of fact, Christina Ritchie was in the new Wednesday. <laughs> You crack me up because you literally. Bruh, because I, I now come on now. He literally be so excited during his lifestyle segment. This is why this is why we have this segment so my husband can shine. Y'all should see this man. He over here smiling like a cherub. Come on, like bro, what? His cheeks are so bright right now of, of happiness. Anyway, when we get off this podcast, I'll show you a picture. But anyway, Christina Ritchie was even in the New Wednesday. Um, she played the she played one of the teachers in the new Wednesday. Okay. But anyway, Christina Ritchie came out and you know just made a post and was saying like the bottom line was she was like you know there are you know there are awesome guys the people that we think that are awesome guys that are also predators, okay. which I thought was profound because it's just like bro like. It's like it's almost as if they wrote that character piece and saying like, "Oh, he's just an exceptional big brother fig- figure and so caring in nature," but bro, how many? But how many? Like, there's twisted stories out there of even people brothers like turning out to be like serial killers or like serial molesters and rapists and stuff like that. And just because of somebody presents good to you, if somebody's accusing them of something or somebody brings that to the table, then that should automatically like be like, "Hold on now." You know what I mean? Like, a person can't keep those good qualities. Just like with R. Kelly. Like, a lot of people, like, they have the debate where they'd be like, oh, should we separate the man from the music? Because R. Kelly did make great music. And my I'm still listening to that. Heck no. I don't even play no R. Kelly. Because, you know why I don't play R. Kelly? Step, 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 step. Bruh. (laughs) And you know why I don't play R. Kelly? is because all them songs that people... daughters. Yeah, well, no, not even because I got daughters, but because, like, it's gross. We listen to all the songs that we know by R. Kelly that are classic songs like My Mind's Telling Me No, But My Body's Telling Me Yes. How about Step, 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 No, girl, step. we ain't talking about that. We talking That's about the ones song. that made him. We talking about the ones that made how R. About, Kelly, that made R. Kelly. Put the keys in, in the ignition, got every man in here wishing. Yeah, I don't Mama like. Rolling, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like R. Kelly got some bops. No, but, I'm, but I'm, listen to what I'm saying, though. Okay, like, it's okay. hard for me to separate the man from the music because the man is having thoughts about molesting underage women. And when you come out with a song telling about my mind telling Dang, me no, but my deep. my body's telling me yes. Even with ignition, got every man in here wishing. Like, who, like what? You, what are you wishing? Who are you talking about? Who are you looking at when you wishing? I'm you know what I mean? Shit. But anyway, I just thought it was profound that Christina Ritchie stepped out and said that is because we, as a society, we gotta look around and even though people might be good, um, you know what I mean, or might have good qualities in them to you, that we can't separate them from being abusers if they're really doing that stuff. You know what I mean? Just like Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein might have given people their shot in Hollywood, might have funded some big movies that have changed people's lives. But at the end of the day, he was a filthy animal. You know what I mean? And we just can't let that slide no matter what he's done for you. I don't care if he gave you a mil- let you borrow a million dollars until you got back on your feet. At the end of the day, <laughs> he was out here raping and taking advantage of women. Like, yeah. you're a pig for that. So, Dang, not a pig. Yeah, you're right, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right.
and if more people stood up and said something like you know like the homeboys and homegirls that were not the victims if they stood up and stood against it then you know maybe less people would be involved in it, the- exactly and I was about to say, that's gonna be my last point i was about to say the reason why a lot of these people like r kelly and harvey weinstein they were able to do what they were do for so to do what they were doing for so long is because the people that were their friends and that Bill were cosby we can't forget yeah we can't forget our hometown favorite <laughs> the people that were their friends and that you know was their character witnesses or whatnot they enabled them. They allowed them to do that, to do what they were doing because they never called them out on there. They never held them accountable. And they sitting here writing character witness talking about, oh, he's just such an awesome guy and such a big brother figure and just caring in nature. <laughs> yeah, he was caring for his flesh and trying to rape people. So anyway, okay. to end my segment, yeah, just hold these hold people accountable, man. And if you know somebody is doing wrong and doing crazy stuff, call them out on their stuff. And also learn how to say no because now they try to make an excuse about some well the family access to do it. Did the family put a gun to your head? Like, come on now. Y'all know what he was out here doing. I'm sure them being in their friend circle for the past twenty five years, he was doing crazy stuff. I'm sure they've heard whispers of like, Oh, you know Danny was doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I mean like you had to know. Yeah. Or you had to know something, but Anyway, that ends our segment and that <laughs> ends our podcast. Um, as always, we just thank you guys for tuning in with us because we know there's a million other podcasts out there, but you rather spend your time with us um, and we appreciate that. Please go ahead and um, rate us, whether you're on Apple or like or uh, Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast at. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to us. Um, you know, Write us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you like the episode. Also, again, um, we're going to do a part two of this taboo this couple's taboos question um let us know if you have any questions that you want us to talk about or speak on so yeah we'll see you guys uh next week um as always god bless